Hello and welcome back to Skilling It. It's so nice to have you. On this podcast, we discuss social emotional skills and practical self care ideas supported by scripture and using current research. Together, we can become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. I'm Dr. Chris Wilson, your host. I'm back. This is season three, episode six, busyness, life purpose or lost time. My throat is super raspy, so bear with me as I get through this. Here's a quote for you from Unstuck by Kim Anderson. Though busyness might seem harmless, even praiseworthy in American society, It can become an addiction when we use it to block emotion and vulnerability. What do you think about that? Goodness sakes. So I'll just tell a quick story. This one is about me. I could use other people, but I'm going to go ahead and call myself out here because I can spend time like nobody's business. Back in about, oh, I don't know, 2014-ish or 13-ish when I was doing research, I am telling you if there was a rabbit trail, I would follow it. I am one of, I am a researcher that I could literally, like, I think, live in a room and just do research. Everything to me is fascinating. I would absolutely get lost. Hmm. But what was I really doing? I would say I'm doing research, but the reality is different. I think I was doing lots of things we'll talk about today, but thinking back, I really look at it as procrastination. So why would I be procrastinating? Well, fear of failure, that maybe I would never finish the work I'd begun, or And along with that, what if it was a mind-blowing bomb of a piece of work? I know I'm not alone with this, by the way. So which of these questions occur to you and keep you from finishing doing the thing? So the thing is, I was busy. There is no doubt. But was I productive? What should I have done? A better question, oh, one I don't even want to say, but I'm going to say it, is how much sooner could I have finished? Okay, let's, that was a while ago, let's come back in, be in the present. What should I, or you, happy listener, be doing right now? What do I waste time on? And the one that really hits me is, am I serving God's purpose for my life on earth? Ouch, that one (laughs) stung. So look at why are we so busy? Let's look at a couple things, okay? So busyness in our society is kind of a goal. It's the mark of esteem, prestige, 
um, very much importance. According to Jan Johnson in Abundant Simplicity, we want more, right? And we want less. <laughs> we resemble the Roman god of doors and gates, Janus, with our face turning in two different directions. We're so busy that a counterculture has sprung up around it, and it's called minimalism, and it's a thing. Jan goes on to say that busyness is a sign of power and significance in our society, and the more, the better. The statement, you're so busy, is meant as a compliment nowadays. We assume that anyone who wants to get ahead has to attend all of the things. Meetings, Zoom calls, meet and greets, all of the things in order to be noticed and get ahead. Jan offers a hard exam that I think is poignant with three questions. Ready? One, what do I want? Two, what do I really want? And three, what am I longing for? And the thing is, folks, Jesus asked these questions many times. Oh, that's a, those are really good. And I think what do I want often will give like the socially appropriate answer. I want to serve God and I want to be a good Christian. But there's, you know, usually something underneath that as well. <clears throat> In Unstuck, Kim Anderson has another suggestive motive for our busyness. Oh, are you ready? She says that busyness, one, numbs our pain, but only temporarily. And two blocks our purpose, numbs our pain. So when we're in pain, we'll do anything to avoid it. It's just your classic moving towards and moving away, right? Busyness becomes a coping strategy that helps numb us while giving us status and prestige in our current culture. It can become an addiction we use to block emotions, and vulnerability. However, the pain won't stay numb forever. It comes out eventually. And the second thing was it blocks our purpose. Busyness does. When our busyness invades our daily lives, we spend all our time running from our past, not moving toward our future. Those are two distinctly different things. Which one do you do? Such a good question. Which one do I do? We spend our time constantly managing our fear of feeling the pain, the emotions, or being vulnerable. So as a life coach, uh, coaching often includes helping clients align their values with their life purpose to create a more fulfilling life. This is um, something that is often part of coaching. Not to mention, right, so a fulfilling life and to be authentic and what God created us to be. So this is a lot. 
So I'm going to sum this part up. Uh, we we talked about that we want to be significant, but we become overwhelmed and crave simplicity. Busyness numbs our pain and blocks our purpose. We don't have to be vulnerable or feel negative emotions when we're busy. We are running from our past when we're busy instead of moving toward our future. That's a lot to think about. Oh my gosh, you guys, now we're going to have to talk about saying no. So part of the story of busyness comes down to the inability to say no. In it is included the fear of creating boundaries, the habit of people-pleasing, but it's time to say no when needed. Here's the thing. Someone is going to be disappointed. It's going to be you or it's going to be them. Someone is going to be unhappy, right? Remember, feelings are just feelings and they will pass. We need to be respectful of feelings of others, but not ruled by them. In Unstuck, Kim Anderson talks about growing up in an environment where you were expected to meet your parents' needs, not your own. We're no longer doing this. They are responsible for their feelings when you say no, and you are responsible for your own. There's only one person who can protect your boundaries, and that is you. I said this before in previous podcasters, podcasts, takers gonna take. One other thing here is that Jesus determines my worth, not my yeses. My yeses do not determine my worth. Kim Anderson says something revealing here. She says, when you say yes, just to please another, you are letting your pride control. Focusing on yourself says you must look good and must be in favor with everyone. In Abundant Simplicity, Jan Johnson says we try to convince others with our words, manage others, impressions of us. We call that impression management. I think I have a podcast on that. What we're doing is trying to look or speak intelligently, be the center of attention, or this what we call one-upmanship. So that is me proving that I'm better than you, right? All of these things release serotonin in our bodies and serotonin feels good. We all want to feel good, particularly when we're running from pain. So my thoughts on saying no, I think a lot of things. I think it feels different. I feel left out or not a part of, but I'm not supposed to be a part of everything. What I say to myself, what if I'm never asked again? I have an answer for that. You are 
where you are for a reason. Jesus sees you. He sees me. Ask him if you should move. A no from someone can be shocking nowadays, but I'm encouraging you to embrace it. Experiment with it, whether you're saying it or receiving it. I've read books that show you how to produce the most elaborate no's I've ever heard. I mean, it's a chapter on this and why this and what that. And if the person you're saying no to wasn't mad for you at you for the no, they sure will be after your 10-minute explanation. So here is what we do. No. Thanks for asking. No. Maybe next time. No. I'm not interested. No. It's a question for you. Did Jesus say no? Hmm. He said no to putting God to the test. He said no to showing miraculous signs to unbelieving leaders in Matthew 16, 1 through 4. He said no to the devil to gaining the whole world. He didn't immediately go out and speak to his mother and brothers when they requested it in Matthew 12, 46 through 50. And in John 11, 1, and then 3 through 7, he didn't immediately go when he heard Lazarus was dying. And Lazarus was one of his dearest friends. So can we say no? Should we say no? Is this something that God is working with us on? So no is part of our busyness habit. Sometimes we do it. This is just a real quick recap. Sometimes we do it because we don't want anybody to be unhappy. But remember, we are not expected to meet other people's constant needs or to make them happy. They are responsible for their happy for their happiness. We are responsible for our boundaries. Remember uh, again, Jesus creates our worth. Uh, convincing others with our words, impression management, none of that stuff works. We need to look to God for our worth. And why, you know, what about these feelings we have when we say no? Well, if I'm never asked again, it wasn't meant to be, right? It doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be very, very simple. No, thank you. Maybe next time. I don't have enough time right now. What if we were to say, that is not something I do generally or something I'm interested in? Oh, we don't say that because it risks offending someone. That's okay. Um, just go back to your no. We don't want to offend anyone. We want to be respectful. But on, to be honest, I work and teach about offense a lot. And offense, if someone is offended, it is their choice. Think about any offense you've taken. It was a choice to be offended. Guess what? Contrastly, <laughs> if that's the right word, it's our choice to not 
be offended. So think about that. Before we move to solutions, I want to make sure you see the connection between staying busy to block pain, which unfortunately can also block our purpose, and the inability to say no. The inability to say no is often tied to people-pleasing and is obviously tied to busyness. Both busyness and the inability to say no can stem from a turbulent upbringing that may need some healing. Both lead to exhaustion. Both can cause us to lead a life of inauthenticity. I mean, how many times have you said yes when you mean no? That is not honest. It's a lie. Both can block our true life purpose. And both damage relationships. I've seen several cases, my own included, where one partner is trying to make everyone else happy, but ignoring the people they live with. Okay, here we are in the final section, the skills section. That's why it's skilling it. Hello. So here's some ideas for getting started. Number one. Build a practice of discerning what is right for you. Are you overwhelmed with what's on your plate right now? There are counselors and coaches that do somatic practices, kind of listening to your body and what your body is telling you. I am not one of those coaches. My body tells me usually through pain, and that's what gets my attention. But moving on, um, do you have space for quiet time and time with God? Have you asked God if this should be a yes or a no? So in full disclosure here, when I want to do something, I often don't take the time to ask God because what if he says no? But I promise I will try harder now that I'm calling myself out. Number two, when it comes to avoiding pain, there are several things to think about. I've heard that you have to feel it to heal it. We can think about whether or not this is true. If your pain is pervasive or intrusive into your life, you may need to seek out a counselor, which is a very courageous thing to do to get healthy. Pray to God to give you an answer about that. Number three, what about deciding what our purpose is? This is such a great one. There's so many ways to reach to find out what your purpose is. And most of those don't include saying yes to everything that's offered. One idea is to get to the root of your passion in life. You can do this with a life coach. Many people find out on their own, though. Ask yourself some questions like, if I ever stop spinning my wheels, what would I like to do with my time? What are my core values? What am I doing when I am in flow? So flow is a space where we lose all track of time. Sometimes we even forget to eat. But hopefully, 
We still shower, right? Sometimes when I was researching, I didn't. Just telling you, anyhow, I love Maya Angelou, and she once said, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Okay, that's a lot. Number four, get to know your strengths. Don't keep trying to do something so you can be like someone you admire. Be genuine. Be yourself. Find out what your strengths are. Outsource the things you're not good at. Okay, so you guys, I have some coaching questions that will help you discern your purpose. There's about 10 of them, so I'm just going to rehearse them and you can think about them. What do you know about what you were meant to do? That's number one. Number two, what is meaningful in your life? Number three, what are you great at? Number four, what are your natural talents and abilities? Number five, where do you have the most impact? Number six, what do others say you're good at? Number seven, what makes your heart sing? Number eight, what in life gives you lasting satisfaction? Number nine, if you had unlimited resources and couldn't fail, what would you do? Number 10, imagine you're 80 years old and looking back on your life. Which of your unfulfilled dreams would cause you the greatest regret? So that's from Coaching Questions, A Coach's Guide to Powerful Asking Skills by Tony Stolzfus. All of the books used in this podcast are cited in the show notes. I want to leave you with this. When we avoid God's will for our lives, we leave an unfilled space. Someone is not being served or ministered to. I know it hurts to face the pain. It seems easier to run through our busyness, but it's not easier. It's exhausting. Eventually, your body will wear out. We weren't designed to run full time. When it comes to our purpose in life, I know it's hard to step up into what God has for us. Believe me, we see examples all over the Bible of people running from their God-given destiny. There will be a struggle. You will have doubts. Do it anyway. One step, even a baby step. God is cheering you on, and so am I. So much to think about. Let me pray us out. Lord, show us if we're addicted to busyness and what we're running from. Let us hear from you, Lord, and let us listen and take action. We know that you'll be with us through each step. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If this podcast resonated with you, share it with someone you love. I welcome your feedback. You can rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're interested in life coaching, contact me at iHeartResolution at gmail.com. A link is in the show notes. 
It doesn't matter where you live. Coaching services are available for you. Reach that goal. Overcome that obstacle. Get unstuck. Become the unique and amazing person God intended you to be. You've got this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 I'm so thankful you took the time to listen today. Now I'm done and you're skilling it. What do you think, Jax? Uh-huh. Uh-huh.